You're listening to Business Extra coming from the Nationals newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm your host, Kelsey Warner. One of the most interesting deals in tech has nothing to do with open AI. The UAE's telco E&D bought a majority stake in Kareem's super app earlier this month, a $400 million deal that gave it a 50.03% stake in Kareem's super app in a spin-out from Uber, which retains full control of Kareem's ride-hailing business. To talk about the deal, what exactly a super app is, and how E&D is evolving from a traditional phone and internet provider to a tech business. I'm joined today by Hatem Dawader, E&D Group's CEO. Hello, Hatem. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Kelsey. Pleasure to be here. Good to see you. Congratulations on the deal. Thank you. It's very exciting for us. So I saw on CNBC on the day of the deal, you told them it's a perfect fit. Kareem is a good fit for the E&D business. And I want you to talk a bit more about that. What piqued your interest in a super app at this moment? And what does make it a good fit for you right now? In our journey of transformation, we're trying to be everything digital to our customers. So traditionally, telcos used to be the pipe that the digital world connects through. But we have now been working in the last few years on how we can evolve from being the pipe that connects to actually also having what's running inside the pipe. So more and more of the digital life, making customers' life easier, also helping our customers because we know our customers very well. We know where where they are. We know their their habits. And therefore, we can suggest to them a lot more services that appeal to them. Uh, and think of the super app as the evolution from a small grocery store to a supermarket to a hypermarket. So a super app is an app that does many things. If you imagine a grocery store, it only has a few items. A supermarket has thousands of items. A big hypermarket has many markets inside. It has a supermarket, has fashion retail, has a lot of other stuff. And this is what a super app has become. It's uh, Imagine being in a hypermarket in a home mall where there are many services, many shops inside. And that's what the super app is. So it's a platform that allows us to offer a lot of different services to our customers. So the product, the platform, as you just referenced, it will continue to be managed by its co-founders, Mudasar Shaker and Magnus Olson. And the ride-hailing component, as I mentioned, is still owned by Uber. So what exactly did E&D buy in this acquisition? Actually, Modasser and Magnus kind of join our team because we have control of the Kareem Super app. And part of the deal is that Modasser and Magnus stay because Modasser and Magnus are uh, great uh, visionaries. They had the biggest ever unicorn in the region when they sold uh, the first, uh, let's say, chapter of Kareem to Uber. Uh, as Modasser actually calls it, this is chapter three. So initially, they started as a ride-hailing app, then chapter two when Uber bought them. And this is chapter three where the whole company is turning from uh, a ride-hailing business into truly focusing on being a super app. So, so yeah. while, while, while doing that, by the way, part of the agreement as well, that while Uber retain, uh, uh, retains the ride-hailing part of the business, we still will provide ride-hailing through the Kareem app. So you still will be able to, on the Super app, as part of, as we said, our mall, our hypermarket, you still find one of the windows there that allows you to also uh, get yourself a cap. 
Right. So I like to think of a super app. This is not an original thought, but uh, as a stool, there's three legs to the stool. It's transportation, services, and communication. And if you can access sort of all three of those points through kind of one-stop shopping, as you're referencing, then then you're then you're in business. Then you've got you've got a good super app on your hands if you've got all three. And so what's being brought to the table is Uber Kareem's transportation offerings. They've got you know micro mobility, ride hailing services is fairly well taken care of. They're offering you know at home medical visits, house cleaning. Uh, grocery store delivery, food delivery, what have you. Um, the fintech arm seems a little more nascent. And I wonder, actually, from an EN perspective, also from a uh, communications perspective, fintech comms. Does EN have any spot at the table around fintech and communications for customers in this play? Absolutely. So actually, part of also... Uh, uh, this deal is that we are going to integrate EN Money, which is the the wallet. I I don't call it a wallet anymore because it has evolved far more than a wallet. Uh, as you know, if you open EN Money today, you have a Mastercard built in. You can shop even online, and you can do a lot of things. The Mastercard partnership is a new partnership, right? You guys announced that in March. Correct. Okay. Correct. So you open up EN's wallet, and you can transact on a credit a Mastercard credit card. Or Correct. by loading up cash on this wallet. Correct. So in the past, you used to load the wallet and then you can either transfer from a wallet to another wallet or you have some only specific shops where uh, uh, you would find the QR code of the wallet and you can pay there. Now with the partnership with MasterCard, you can pay everywhere where MasterCard uh, is accepted. So it's it's an evolution of that. And even within the wallet you can also now do international remittances you can pay your utilities you can do a lot of things and part of the deal is that we are going to also integrate this wallet to be within the karim app today there's something called karim pay which is let's say a repository of your money where you can put some money inside to use the karim super app services we're going to have an integration where the en money is built into the Kareem app where you can also do a lot of transactions from within the Kareem super app uh, using EM money. So yes, absolutely uh, right, uh, Kelsey. We have also integration of fintech within the proposition. Is this all cash or are people able to open up lines of credit with this product? Today, with uh, what we have, it's uh, mostly cash. So you can have cash in from any of your bank accounts. And it's very seamless, as you know, the central bank now has this system where you can transfer between one account to another account instantaneously. You can load the accounts, uh, different wallets, and so on. So today, it's more, think of it as a current account with a debit card. Maybe in the future, we will look at extending credit as well, but it's, it's, it's still not there today. So I want to talk about the market share of Kareem and EAN and what the combined market share may be under this deal. E-and has 150 million customers. So far, our conversation, I think, has been fairly UAE-centric. We've been kind of basing this conversation around life in Dubai or life in Abu Dhabi. But expanding the scope, when you looked at the Kareem deal, how many customers does the Super App currently have? Look, I cannot comment on the exact number of customers because the, the, the number of customers, there's the number of people that downloaded the app, the number of people that use the app uh, occasionally, a number of people that use the app regularly. But I can tell you that now when we look at 
the possibilities. We have 150 million customers plus in the current footprint of EAND. And I say the current footprint because we're also studying expansion even in the telco space in the in, in the coming you know months and years. So today these 150 million customers will able to integrate the ability to use the Kareem Super app with these customers. But in addition to that, we also have a lot of other customers in the markets we operate. So today there are very few services that are available in the Kareem app, for example, in Egypt, where in Egypt we have over 30 million customers. So we can do a lot of things, not only for those customers, but overall for the customers in Egypt. Same thing in Pakistan. Of course, one of the key priorities for us in the coming period for Kareem Super App is the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia as well. So there is a lot of things we will be able to do using the power of the two brands, both for our existing customers, but also for the customers at large in these markets once we are there with the Karim Super app. You mentioned brand. That's an interesting one. So E-and recently rebranded from Eti Salat here in the UAE market. You're E-and big group. Kareem itself, too, though, has one of the probably strongest brand values in the region. What becomes of the Kareem, what becomes of the Kareem Super app brand? No, Kareem Super App brands remains as Kareem. It's a very strong brand. And uh, as you see, uh, it's not always uh, that you brand every single service you have under, uh, uh, let's say, the corporate or headline brand. So even within, um, for example, the universe of EN today, we we have also controlling share of Stars Play. Uh, and it still remains as Stars Play. It's a very strong brand in the media streaming business. Uh, so uh, it's not that we are going to touch every brand we, uh, we, we uh, let's say, invest in and influence how it changes because there are strong brands. Okay. Do you see Stars Play figuring into the super app at all? Content's a huge piece of this puzzle. I think Stars Play is, going to, is a super app for streaming. But of course, uh, 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 there are differences between services that a customer would want and, for example, entertainment. Is there, let's say, uh, a possibility one day that you can click something from within Karim and you go into Stars Play? Maybe there would be, if it makes sense. We do a lot of research before we introduce services to make sure that they are relevant. But, of course, the more, let's say, digital services that we can touch and we can offer to our customers, the more successful we will be. In addition to the MasterCard partnership, the super app acquisition, you also recently upped your stake in Vodafone, which is Britain's major telecom with operations in Europe and Africa. Can you talk a little bit about where that fits in to the longer term strategy of EAND? Actually, to correct you, it's a, it's a European leading telecom. Not, I mean, the headquarters is in Britain, but actually it it's, is uh, the leading the telecom. Biggest. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest actual operation for Vodafone is the drama is in Germany, for me, the... That's fine. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So uh, this fits into expansion in uh, and exposure to other markets. So we are very well exposed into Middle East, West Asia, and mm-hmm. Africa. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, being an international company, you get exposed to different things from currency changes to. Um, geopolitics that affects economy to different things. So the more diverse you are in your markets, the more stable overall the growth in business is going to be. 
So we found that in Western Europe, rather than go and make a direct investment in one operator or two operators, it's much more effective to actually get exposure to one of the leading telco groups in the world and uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest in Europe. And uh, by that, we get exposure to businesses that are running in very uh, interesting economies uh, with in, with great technology, uh, leading services, and of course, uh, existing revenues in euros and sterling pounds, which also creates diversification in our uh, income. So uh, it's uh, part of it is, of course, is a financial investment. But the other part of it, we believe that we can find some synergies and some ways to serve our customers and Vodafone customers better by working together. I want to loop back to the Super App conversation. So they've found a foothold for sure in China. It's always the use case. WeChat's uh, Super App is always the big example that's used. But in Latin America, India and Africa, Super Apps are also kind of gaining traction. And so for the markets that we're in, in the Middle East, North Africa, the ones that we're talking about, um, I think there's probably similar complementary kind of things going on in these markets because super apps really haven't taken off in the U.S. or Europe, despite on the same day as your announcement, Elon Musk rebranded or tried to rebrand Twitter to X Corp because he thinks Twitter's future lies in an everything app. So in the U.S., there are certainly plays being made. But so far, the real resonance has been in emerging markets and in places that are traditionally not as well connected. Can you talk a little bit about the Super App's role in this region in particular? Look, I think Karim was uh, very successful being one of the earliest. In the region, we have still, uh, let's say, Greenfield, because we don't have any big Super Apps, with the exception of Karim, actually, because we have some apps that are focusing on home services. We have some apps that are focusing on insurance services. We have some apps that are doing ride hailing, uh, but we don't have a super app that does everything. We have also, of course, a couple of apps that focus on uh, IP communication, so either instant messaging or uh, uh, voice calls using IP. But none of them have the width of services that Karim offers today and the possibilities of the services that we can offer by working together, he and Karim. So as we work together, I think that we we can create what is in China. By the way, before China, they're very successful super apps in Japan and Korea, but because of language barriers, they stayed there. China, it just became very known because of the size. Also, by the way, in India, there are a couple of super apps there as well. So I think in our part of the world, in, in Middle East, in Africa, there is still a big void in the super app space. And I strongly believe that we are going to be able to fill that void by providing the super app that can cater to uh, most needs of our customers uh, in this region. I want to switch gears for my last question. You took over at the helm May 2020, a, a notably quiet time in the world for, for things. Uh, what was that like to step in in the early days of the pandemic at a company that is one of the biggest communications providers, if not the biggest communications provider in our region, when communication was so vital? I think it's uh, it was, as you say, a very calm period. I think uh, 
<laughs> anything anything but anything but mm-hmm. uh, look i think it's uh, it was a great because i think that when uh, the pandemic hit and there was so much need for telecommunication uh, it first gave people uh, the feeling of how good infrastructure how the investment we have been doing in the ue but all over the region has really helped save the day because in the region people were able to work remotely study remotely do a lot of things in almost a normal world uh, much better than many many other uh, regions around the world uh, i think also this was time for us as we worked uh, remotely to be able to reflect and think differently how are we going to operate in the new world and that was you know the whole start of this transformation we're doing from a telco to a techco so you, i mean you were remote at the time that you so you got the phone call with the big with Absolutely. the big promotion news i think probably sitting at a home office right actually uh, funny enough i was even out of the country at the time so when there was a shutdown uh, uh, and uh, you know we had the the curfew the disinfecting uh, uh, drives that were happening in april uh, my daughters uh, are studying in the uk so i flew over so the family was together uh, in the uk and i got the call in may to come back to take over uh, as a group CEO, and uh, there were no regular flights at the time. I remember I came back on a flight. I think we were about six passengers on a huge plane. But other than the passengers, I think there was a lot of fruits and vegetables flying <laughs> to the UE with us as well. So it was very exciting times. But it was at that time that we started thinking of how we can run business differently. And I think that uh, we can see the results of that now because... Uh, we have rebranded the company. We have taken very serious steps into an transformation evolution from being a telco into becoming a global tech company. Ahatam, it's great, great to meet you. And I hope this conversation with you continues in the years ahead. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward. Thank you very much, Kelsey. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe wherever you listen. All that's left is to thank my production team and you for listening. See you next week.